Welcome to the French Wedding Podcast with your host Naim, the only podcast in English about weddings in France. Great conversations, tips and insights about your French wedding, some wisdom before your big day, and the opportunity to hear wedding professionals actually living and working in France, only for your day to be the most amazing to remember. Hello everyone and welcome to the French Wedding Podcast. Greetings from France, this is the place we're recording this show. I'm Naim, professional ceremony officiant based in my hometown Paris and I created this show especially for future brides and grooms willing to get married in Paris or anywhere in France. Each episode is an occasion to meet a main actor of the industry, can be a vendor such as a wedding planner, hair and makeup artist, bridal salon, videographer, venue owner, bloggers, you name it. This show exists to bring you some insight about how people do things in France regarding the wedding industry, but we also share funny stories, things to know, and special memories when we happen to work together on the very same wedding. Today, my guest is Catherine O'Hara, a photographer originally from Ireland, based in Paris. She's been featured in a lot of wedding publications and websites, such as Style Me Pretty, French Wedding Style, Luxury Wedding, Fly Away Bride, Goodbye Miss, How He Asked, The Uffington Post Travel, and also had photos featured in international magazines such as Elle and Cosmopolitan. During this episode, recorded remotely due to the COVID-19 situation, We've been discussing Catherine's extensive background in wedding and couples photography and also what brought her, an Irish national, to the beautiful Paris. So without further delay, please welcome to the show, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. This is a remote episode, guys. So COVID sessions in Paris, we are all under lockdown and we're doing remote interviews. Usually I like to meet my guest in reality. We already met Catherine before, but this is going to be a remote. So thanks a lot for taking the time to, to see me today. We'll get started with the, the basics. How did you get started? How's everything going for you these days? Hi, and thank you very much for inviting me today. Um, Everything is good, um, good considering the circumstances that we're in at the moment. Um, I started 10 years ago. I moved to Paris almost 10 years ago to study photography at Spayas. Um, it's an international photography school in Paris. And that's where it began, basically. That was my first foray into the photography industry. Um, I got a good foundation there, and then I met... A fellow Paris photographer. We started working together and it happened very naturally, really. What do you mean by naturally? Like you didn't feel like it was some kind of a hard process or something like that? Well, I didn't have a plan when I came to Paris, really. I was taking, <laughs> sometimes right. it's better not to have a plan. Um, yeah, sometimes I, it's better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I came just for a year off to study photography and spend some time in Paris and then Towards the end of the year, I met, it was Ian Holmes, actually, who got me into wedding photography. Mm -hmm. I discovered I liked wedding photography and we, I enjoyed shooting weddings with them. And I learned a lot from him. Right. And it just progressed. I started getting clients of my own and then it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And I, it's, it's Paris, so, you know, it's, it's amazing. So I couldn't, it just, just happened. It just happened really fast <laughs> and it was great. That's nice. Yeah. And you did this 10 years ago, right? Um, I started, yes. I moved to Paris almost 10 years ago. Right. So it's been a long time. We have a lot of experience. 
Yes. Well, the first year I was learning photography and then the year and two afterwards, I was sort of, I guess you could say like a wedding photography apprentice. Right. I mean, you never stop learning, so it's an ongoing process. But yeah, you definitely learn by doing. And Learn by doing. I've done a lot in the last decade almost. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a lot of experience. And le learning by doing, I like this approach. Did you learn that in your apprenticeship in, in Paris or you already had this mental mentality before? I've always had that mentality. I'm one of those people that learns better by doing something and seeing it done rather than reading about it, especially in my last life, which was very um, physical and hands-on. So it, it naturally carried on to this career as well. So yeah, it's you can read about something, but you don't actually, it doesn't really sink in and it doesn't make sense to you until you actually do it. Right. Especially something like this. Taking actions. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you just did this apprenticeship in Paris and started to practice and then you straight go into the wedding business or photography in general? Well, the very first step when I moved to Paris was a one-year master's in space photography institute. And that was a mix of fashion photography, portraits, still life, photojournalism, everything you can possibly think of. So that was a good all-round basis to start from. Um, and it told me what I liked doing and what I didn't like doing. And then, then I went out into the real world at Ian and started shooting weddings. You started to shoot weddings. Was it a coincidence or you were already looking for it? Um, it was a coincidence. Um, it was towards the end of the year and Ian was looking for uh, a second shooter. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite ready to go back to Ireland yet. So I said, I'll, I'll second shoot. <laughs> And it just happened from there, really. <laughs> I often hear this kind of stories in the in the industry, like people, they come here not by pure coincidence, but they starting, they're starting by coincidence. I started by coincidence as well. So it, it's fun to hear these stories all, all the time, like a pattern that we all end up in this uh, industry by coincidence. Exactly. It's a nice industry to be in. You're from Ireland. What yes. part of Ireland are you from? Tell us a little bit more about this beautiful country. I'm from the very center of Ireland. It's called Longford. It's nowhere famous. Um, okay. It's, a, <laughs> it's about, an hour, about an hour and a half from Dublin. But Ireland's tiny, so, you know, it's... Very small. Everywhere is a, every, yeah, everywhere is an hour and a half from Dublin, really. It's the middle of the countryside, and it couldn't be further from Paris in every aspect. <laughs> tiny little local town. Very right. quiet, peaceful, very green. Mm -hmm. That's I imagine. I lived <laughs> yeah. in Ireland myself. I have to say I have a lot of tenderness for Irish people and, and, and the, the Irish country. I lived in the north, in the south, and I really loved it. I think Irish people and French people are kind of similar. They're very different, but they, they have similar values or I don't really know how to describe it, but I have it in my heart. That's what I can say about yeah. Ireland. I was looking at your website. I saw this beautiful mm -hmm. thing and I wanted to come back to it. You say that you believe in capturing the joy and beauty of the wedding day with minimum interference. What do you mean by that? Is it your style in general or do you have this approach when you're doing weddings? Well, I think it's my natural style. Generally quite a quiet, shy person, which actually works out well on wedding days because, well, for me at least, I like capturing the whole story rather than posing and posing. And there's so much more to a wedding day than, you know, being a paparazzi. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole story happening. Actually, there's more than one story happening. There's multiple stories. You get the real story when you're quiet and you're in the background and you're just observing. And that's what I like to do. Okay, so you're not the kind of photograph to come and offer some guidance, pure guidance to the bride and groom, do this, do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. You're more like following the, the vibe and, and see how it goes from behind. It 
Depends on the time of day. During the bride and groom portrait, I'll guide because I want, you know, they want to look beautiful in their portraits and I want them to look beautiful in their portraits too. But even with them, I try to keep it soft, romantic, natural, you know, to get the real essence of their relationship. But during the, the parts of the day where there's an actual proper story happening, like getting ready or obviously the ceremony, I can't in, influence at all. And other parts of the day, I'll just sit back and I'll just capture what's happening. However, say, saying that though, during the getting ready, for example, if something's not working, I'll try and move something around discreetly without people noticing me doing it. And if something really isn't working, like bad lighting or something, and it's just a matter of moving the bride to a slightly better angle, I'll just ask her. Because nobody ever minds. Brides are always you know, appreciative that you're trying to do the best for them. So they don't mind being bossed around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. People often trust professionals. And they don't even ask too many questions on, on the wedding day because one, they have other things to think about and two, they trust you, I think. Exactly. I hope they do anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they do. If, they, if you've been yeah. successful for 10 years, there must be a reason for that. So yeah. I have no doubt about it. What do you advise to, what advice do you give to brides uh, when it comes to choose a photographer? What would you think it's important? few things. First of all, it should be one of your first searches when you start planning your wedding because a lot of photographers book up fast. Also, having said that, do take your time because photography, and I'm not being biased, but it's one of the most important things you're going to book for your wedding day because in 50 years time, you're not going to really remember a lot of it. Um, you want to look back in your photos and you want to just go right back to that day. So you really want a photographer that gels with you in every sense of the word that you like personally. Um, you like their photos, you like their style, you like how they work and that you're going to be happy to spend 10 or 12 hours with. It's a long day. So yeah, you should definitely put a lot of thought into it. Some brides, not a lot, I don't get them, but I, know, I do know some brides tend to be price hunting. I know everybody's got a budget, but just something like that is important. It's better just, you know, I know you have to have a budget but at the same time you still have to love your photos so I've had so many couples come to Paris you know on their anniversary 10 years later and they've been so upset because they were young when they got married and they didn't have a budget and they really they just hate their wedding photos and I hate hearing couples that hate their wedding photos it's just it's heartbreaking because it's something that you should love you know it's comes a family heirloom it's more like yeah kind of an investment you, you could say like it's a remembrance to invest exactly. in this and to have the best uh, result over time. Exactly, yeah. So that that's the first advice. And what else do you have in mind? For brides, well, before the wedding day, enjoy the planning process. I know I'm not a wedding planner, but you should enjoy the planning process. Don't get stressed about it because it should be fun. It's going to be the most exciting day of your life. You should enjoy the lead up to it as much as the day itself because, you know, enjoy picking out the colors, enjoy buying your shoes, enjoy the dress buying, enjoy, you know, looking for locations and everything and venues and everything. That should be fun. Please don't get stressed about it. It should be fun. <laughs> you have to deal with a lot of brides, I guess. Do you see that they are more like pressured or they feel relaxed or what? what's the kind of average mood when they're first booking you? It's sort of a bit of both. They're anticipating a lot and they don't really know what to do and that's one nice. of the first things I tell them I said look this is supposed to be fun so make it fun <laughs> just go with the flow at the end of the day if you guys say I do to each other and you're married that's the most important thing and enjoy the process and also the wedding day I always tell couples enjoy the wedding day because it goes by so fast you put so much work into planning and everything and coordinating and getting all your clients or not all your clients all your <laughs> all your <laughs> guests over um, for a destination wedding especially so just make sure you're present on the day. 
be the bride. Don't worry about what's happening. Just have fun. Right. You're dealing with international customers, obviously. And you also do destination weddings in France, wherever people want you, they can have you. Is that what it is? Exactly. I'm mostly France-based in Paris or the south of France. I've done quite a few in Ireland, England, Isle of Man, one in America, a few in Mexico, Sicily, um, wow. Switzerland. Where else have I been? I Beautiful. <laughs> so a good mix, yes. Right. And what's your best memory you have about a, a wedding or a destination? It's really hard to choose one because it really depends. Sometimes I've loved a wedding for different reasons. I mean, it was lovely, you know, spending a while in Mexico on the beach, but it's also, also lovely to go home and do weddings too. But it's, I mean, it's, every wedding is special for a different reason. It's really right. hard. I know that's not really answering your question, but it's just really no, it's hard good. to answer it. Yeah. I know, I know. It's one of my hardest, but I thought that you were, you were perfect for it. So I tried. Right. You had a wedding in Mexico. I remember you talked to me about it. What was the feeling? Because usually you're not getting married at the beach, right? It was a first timer yeah, for you? It was. I did, um, it was a few years ago. It was in, when was it, 2013? I did uh, four weddings in Mexico, actually. And I was there for the winter. Three of them were on the beach, which was lovely but as an Irish person it was hot <laughs> I think my clients probably couldn't see me most of the time I just tend to blend in with the sand with my coloring but it was lovely I've never shot a wedding in bare feet before so that was different <laughs> and then the, the fourth wedding was in the Mexican jungle wow so that was lovely it was very sweet it was just very soft and you know romantic and quite adventurous nice I've been doing uh, weddings in, in Mallorca I don't know if you know this beautiful island in the Mediterranean yeah, amazing. I really, really love yeah. that place. I did some in, in the beach and I was stunning to see all the guests happy with the sun. And I'm from Paris, so I wasn't used to this kind of situations before. But as first timer, it was always a pleasure to do it. And going back to Paris, what do you wish you had known when you first started to work in Paris? You can say good and bad points. <laughs> There's no bad points about Paris. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not we're, we're not going to be uh, like too biased. There is sometimes uh, bad points about not Paris, but maybe the Parisians. But that's okay. I'm one of them. But what do you wish you had known right away when you first started coming from Ireland, for example? I wish my French was better. That definitely would have helped me. <laughs> it's still not very good, so I haven't obviously progressed very well. You in that told area. me that, but I, I think you're I think you're very modest. You cannot spend <laughs> ten years in Paris and and not having like at least some French in, in you. So I think you're too modest for that, but we're not going to start to speak French. Definitely not modest. Any French I have is, has been absorbed by osmosis, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you wish your French was better? Um, it just makes life a little bit easier when you can communicate. <laughs> But having said that, Paris is a pretty good city for non-French speakers too. Um, it is possible to live here. I've managed it for 10 years almost without speaking hardly any French. So it is possible. But it's, it is nice, you know, to have an extra language too. So. Do you deal with French clients sometimes? I don't actually market towards the French the French clientele at all. My website's all in English. All my correspondence is in English. It's, you know, I don't go for the French market. And French people don't generally care so much about, you know, eloping to Paris um, I yeah. love the elopement market. So Yeah, tell me a bit yeah. more about your vision of the elopement market, which is big. Do you like it? Do you prefer it? What's your views? I do love a big wedding and a beautiful French chateau, but I also love elopements because I think it's just, elopements are perfect. You get everything. It's romantic. You can come over by yourselves even or with your parents, but generally it's just a couple by themselves. A lot of time they've never been to Paris before, so it's really exciting. They come, they have a few days build up, they get married. And then they've got a honeymoon as well. So it's just no stress at all. You just 
come to Paris and we take care of you, basically. You just have to have fun. The only, yeah, anything you have to worry about is having fun. <laughs> Absolutely. I myself love elopements for, for that reason, is they're very spontaneous. Exactly. Even if that involves a little bit of planning beforehand, just showing up two or three people or like some friends maybe, or just the two of them, the bride and the groom, they're just showing up and having a great two days in, in Paris, very romantic restaurant, dinner, candle lights, everything you can imagine. They just get married on a public space, which some sometimes look a little bit crazy, but I think it's a very good thing to do. It's a once in a lifetime thing and people enjoy it. So why not? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I think it's perfect. If I was getting married, I think I would elope for sure. Especially if you're a morning person and you want a sunrise elopement, it's beautiful. You get the lovely sunrise. There's nobody around. You get married. We spend a few hours just going around the city together, um, taking photos, hanging out. Then you can go off for breakfast together and then you have the rest of the day just to, you know, be together as a newly married couple. It's just it's just a nice way to start your married life together, really. I love it. I love it. Couples are sometimes a little bit surprised. That's what I was talking about in one of my last articles about elopements. People are often surprised about the fact that it's important or we are recommending most of the time to have an elopement very, very early in the morning, especially if it's a public space because of the, the, the tourist crowd. Uh, if you're on the Paris landmark, that can be uh, avoided. You are doing this, spending the day with them. Do you propose this in your elopement package? Um, well, they can book me for a certain amount of time. So it, it really depends on how long they want me for um, and their budget and everything. Usually people want to spend the day having a breakfast uh, on a cafe terrace and these kind of things. What normally happens... So for a sunrise elopement, they're generally four hours. People generally go for the four-hour package because it covers everything. You get the full story. So I turn up at your hotel and get the last-minute bridal preparations, just like a normal wedding, but quicker. <laughs> then we go to our ceremony location and you get married. And then we spend the rest of the time traveling all around the city and then finish up at a nice cafe and you have a champagne breakfast. If you want a champagne breakfast, you have whatever you want, basically. And then I go, I leave you to it, and then you spend the rest of the morning together. Or some other people who may not be morning people, which is completely fine, go for the sunset option, mm -hmm. which is also beautiful because sunset is stunning anyway. But um, sunset just gives you slightly less location choices because obviously people are awake <laughs> and up and about. So it just it's a little bit busier. But it's also nice because then you, you, know, you can have the same set up you get ready together then you have your ceremony and then we can finish with some shots of the Eiffel Tower lit up and sparkling or the Louvre whichever you prefer and then you can actually go off for a romantic dinner together both are good options just it's personal choice really so you're kind of a mini mini wedding planner on top of the photography skills I guess yeah I guess so <laughs> yeah. over time over time yeah. you're I think all of the, the vendors are kind of little small wedding planners because when I have inquiries from people, they often ask me more like details or what should I do with this, this or that. You just provide, you just do what they, what they need to. Because they trust you and you obviously know more than they do about the city. So it's good. Plus, I work with a lot of hair and makeup people that I've worked with for years who are amazing. So it works in my favor if I recommend them good makeup people too. So <laughs> Building trust with, uh, with the couple. Nowadays, especially on the time of internet, can be hard to build this relationship with the possible clients or bride. What do you think of that? What's your way to do it? 
It's true, um, especially as the market's getting more and more saturated. It must be a minefield for couples trying to choose people in any category, even even choosing your wedding car. That's why for weddings and it opens, if they're available for it, I like to Skype them. You know, to go through the finer points for them to get to know me a bit and I get to know them. And so they know there's actually a human behind the email. Mm-hmm. It sounds silly, but it's, you know, it just... It humanizes me a bit more. So I'm not just an email address. You just Skype the couple and have a first chat and get to know each other. And they're talking to you about what they want to do, what they have in mind. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of conversations are easier done over Skype too, instead of emails where, you know, things might get lost in translation or just, Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes voice to voice is better. Voice to voice. That's what we're we're doing today because of the because this is the we're recording this episode in May 2020 for the record and France is under lockdown and that's why we're doing remote interviews so yeah voice works better sometimes i guess that you got affected by coronavirus situation are you managing everything well do you have good contact with all your postponed weddings and everything yes i don't think anybody's escaped being affected unfortunately but yes nobody has cancelled everybody is postponing so that's good i mean it's really hard to know yet we just kind of have to sit tight and wait for things to progress and keep an eye out and listen to our leaders basically but yes we're definitely all rescheduling nothing's been cancelled yeah this is uh this is also the feedback that i have from from all the other people in paris we're just focusing on on getting better and as you say sit tight keep an eye out uh, one other thing i wanted to ask you is uh do you have anything in mind for uh, the audience for the people who are listening today, if they want to book you, can you give them something? Do you have something to promote to them? Yes, I do actually. If when you contact me, if you mention this podcast in your email, well, I have two things. First of all, for weddings and elopements, you get an extra 30 minutes coverage. And for photo shoots, you get an extra 20. But I also have a secret surprise. I'm not going to tell you mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Great. So the people are going to have to contact you and they will know. Yes, exactly. Well, Perfect. some of the secrets they won't know until afterwards because it's a post-wedding secret. A surprise rather. Yeah. Who said the French people were romantic, guys? This is a pure Irish romantic moment that you're listening to. <laughs> Catherine, thank you so very much for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you very much for having me. And you can find Catherine on her website. You, this is catherineohara.com. I will put this link in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can contact Catherine directly for your surprise, guys. Catherine, thank you so much again. And I see you soon in Paris. Take care and stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the show today. You can find more information on our guests in the show notes, as well as my contact and my website. If you have any questions regarding your French wedding, I'm happy to help. Also, please do not hesitate to leave a review for the show. There's also a link for that. That will literally take one minute of your precious time and will mean the world to me. I always appreciate your support. Thank you again very much for your time and feedback. Wishing you a great day or a great night anywhere you are in the world. I send you some good vibrations and we'll talk to you again soon for a new episode. Bye-bye.